From WIS Politics in Madison, you're listening to Capital Chats. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a WIS Politics Capital Chats episode brought to you by Spectrum. I'm Adam Kellenhofer, a reporter at WISPolitics.com. Today, I'm joined in the office in Madison by my colleague Kate Morton to talk about an interview that she just did with Wisconsin Legislative LGBTQ Plus Caucus Chair, Senator Mark Spritzer. He is a Democrat from Beloit. So, Kate, what did you and Spritzer talk about and why do the interview this month? Well, Adam, as some people may know, this month is Pride Month, so took the opportunity to talk with Senator Spritzer about some of the caucus's priorities, talked a little bit about some of the legislation they've already introduced to help the LGBT community, and some things that they're planning on introducing. Uh, we also talked a little bit about discussions around a potential conversion therapy ban and conversations that he's had with Republicans about that. All right, well, let's just get right into it. So, Senator Spritzer, thank you for joining me today. I just want to start off with talking a little bit about some of the priorities for the LGBTQ plus caucus this session, if you could maybe share that with us. I'd love to. Um, the Legislative LGBTQ plus caucus uh, has been uh, meeting and talking about uh, legislative priorities. A number of these are bills that we've introduced in past sessions and want to reintroduce. And we're also working on some new things. Uh, generally, we've got a number of symbolic resolutions celebrating things like here in June, Pride Month, uh, also Transgender Day of Visibility, Transgender Day of Remembrance, uh, Intersex Awareness Day. Uh, we had a resolution uh, recognizing the life and public service of uh, Dick Wagner, who was a leader in the LGBTQ community who passed away. Um, so things like that. Uh, and then we have our more substantive legislation, uh, bills that would actually change state law. Um, and I would love to, to share what those are about. Uh, so we've got um, two, uh, two bills related to marriage equality. They haven't been recirculated yet this session, but uh, they will be. Uh, one is to remove the state constitutional amendment that bans same-sex marriage that was passed in 2006. Uh, that has been unenforceable because of uh, Obergefell, the U.S. Supreme Court ruling that legalized marriage equality nationwide. Um, but certainly we saw some of the conservatives on the U.S. Supreme Court uh, in the Dobbs opinion on abortion uh, suggest that they would also like to overturn marriage equality. And if that were to happen, uh, the language we have in our state constitution would come back into force. So uh, the legislature needs to put that back on the ballots and give voters a chance to actually repeal that. And then at the same time, we have a bill to update state statutes. Uh, so there is actually a statute that defines marriage as one man and one woman. Uh, we need to rewrite that. Um, and then there's gendered language that is throughout our marriage and parental laws, uh, referring specifically to husband and wife rather than spouses or mother and father rather than parents. Uh, and so tr we're trying to go through and, and just update each of those instances uh, to be gender neutral wherever possible to reflect um, the diversity of families that exist here in Wisconsin. Uh, we also have some legislation specifically targeted at, uh, at protecting rights for the transgender community that's been in particular under attack. So back in 1982, Wisconsin became the first state in the country to ban discrimination based on sexual orientation. Um, but we didn't at that time ban discrimination based on gender identity and gender expression. Uh, and that leaves transgender and non-binary folks uh, without the same legal protections. Uh, and even though we believe that our current ban on sex discrimination should cover that, um, that requires going to court and making that argument. 
Uh, and we want to be very clear about what we mean. So there's a bill uh, that we'll be putting out once again to update our non-discrimination laws, to fully protect uh, trans folks and non-binary folks here in Wisconsin. Um, and then we're looking at what we need to do to go a step further uh, to actually make sure that when folks are looking at changing their name or their gender markers on official documents, whether that's a birth certificate, a driver's license, um, that that is easier to do, uh, that we get rid of some of the uh, burdensome requirements currently in the state law, like having to have surgery, which some people don't want and other people want but can't afford, um, and making that process a little bit easier uh, and also providing gender neutral options options for people um, who identify that way to put on their official documentation. Uh, we've got a bill that has already circulated and been introduced, eliminating what's known as the gay and trans panic defense. Uh, this sort of was pioneered, unfortunately, by uh, the people who murdered Matthew Shepard, uh, they claimed that they, uh, you know, essentially panicked because he was gay um, and that that's why they killed him and that that should somehow excuse them for, for murdering him. And uh, we uh, haven't seen that used successfully as much lately uh, with uh, gay victims, but we've increasingly um, seen people try it with transgender victims now. And so we want to make very clear that the fact that someone is gay or bi or trans is not a defense for attacking them. Um, and that is not a defense that someone can use in a courtroom uh, here in Wisconsin. And then uh, the issue that's probably gotten the most uh, attention this legislative session is banning conversion therapy. Uh, we are working, uh, and this one I'm really hoping will be bipartisan and that we can actually get it done this session. Uh, so we're working with Republican colleagues to try to find a path forward here uh, to ban conversion therapy for minors. Uh, this legislative session started out with an administrative rule uh, that was put forward by social workers and, and other therapists uh, to, within their own profession, uh, ban conversion therapy under the administrative rules. Uh, and Republicans, unfortunately, blocked that in the legislature on the Administrative Rules Committee. And uh, they actually introduced a bill to prohibit banning conversion therapy. Uh, we want to do the exact opposite. We want to introduce a bill to actually ban conversion therapy. Um, and uh, we've had some positive conversations with uh, Republican colleagues about looking to try to get that out this fall and hoping that it might actually get the support needed to move forward. Well, I want to ask you a little bit more about the conversion therapy discussions. What has the feedback been exactly from your colleagues? And um, I guess, why is this something you think some people have sought to protect? Um, I think some of my Republican colleagues find it really important to make a distinction between minors and adults. Uh, they think that if an adult person uh, wants to seek out conversion therapy, they should be allowed to do that. Um, I happen to not agree. I think uh, conversion therapy is is discredited. And if we're talking about licensed mental health professionals, we shouldn't allow licensed mental health professionals to do a harmful, discredited practice uh, that is not justified by uh, healthcare, medicine, science. Um, but that's the line that my Republican colleagues want to draw. And if we can get their support to at least ban this for minors when it's going to be most harmful, um, we certainly want to try to figure out how to move that forward. Um, the other line that that is already uh, drawn by the legislation and by the rule, um, but that Republicans find important is making sure that this only regulates licensed mental health providers and not other people such as clergy or, um, you know, other non-licensed uh, folks that somebody might go to and talk to about their sexual orientation or gender identity. 
Um, again, you know, I, I certainly think that uh, counseling someone to not be themselves is harmful in all cases, um, but I certainly understand that the government has a much stronger role in regulating licensed mental health professionals as opposed to trying to, to get into the realm of people's religious practice or, or other belief. And so uh, I think we're looking to put forward a bill that regulates uh, licensed mental health professionals and bans them from practicing conversion therapy on people under the age of 18. Okay, well, it sounds like there might be some compromise there. I'm curious to hear, I think some of the other bills you mentioned had been introduced in the past. What have the discussions been like across the aisle on those measures? Um, unfortunately, it, it has mostly fallen into two categories of, of inaction from our Republican colleagues. Uh, one is uh, on some of the issues related to marriage equality, I think what I hear from some of my Republican colleagues is that they personally are OK with marriage equality, but they view it as a settled issue and they don't want to have to stick their necks out and take a public vote that might uh, be uncomfortable with some members of their base. Uh, and so, you know, maybe we could revisit that conversation if marriage equality were actually overturned at the federal level, but they're not really interested in having that conversation right now. They sort of feel like, hey, you, you won at the U.S. Supreme Court. Why do I have to go vote on it? Um, and, and I've been hearing that basically for eight years now. Um, the other broad category is, is the bills that are specific to the transgender community. Um, I think a lot of our Republican colleagues, even who are relatively okay with gay folks, uh, still aren't there on, on trans folks. And unfortunately, we've seen them uh, not just not support our bills, but actively introduce bills um, like last session's uh, bills related to youth sports uh, that would specifically harm the trans community and bar trans people from uh, participating in public life consistent with their gender identity. And so we've got a lot of work to do, uh, not just here in Wisconsin and not just in the legislature, but I think, you know, if you look around as a country right now uh, to educate uh, our colleagues, uh, to educate our, our community members about uh, what it means to be trans or non-binary um, and how we can be fully inclusive as a society. Okay, um, I'd be curious to know, is there any legislation that you've seen introduced so far this session that causes you or the caucus concern related to the community? Um, mostly we're concerned about legislation that we expect to be introduced, but that hasn't yet been. Uh, so I, I know Speaker Voss and Representative Dittrich have both indicated an intention to bring back those bills that would bar uh, trans girls and women from participating in uh, women's sports. Uh, certainly, uh, we find that incredibly harmful. And uh, we were glad that the Governor Evers' veto ensured that that wouldn't become law last session. Uh, we know that that also won't become law this session because Governor Evers would veto it again. Um, but it's still harmful to, to even be putting that out there and uh, sending that signal to young people that they aren't welcome. Um, so we, we expect that to come back. It hasn't yet. Um, I've heard rumors that other anti-trans bills may circulate. We've certainly seen other states uh, do attacks on trans health care. Uh, here in Wisconsin, back in 2015, we saw um, a uh, bill to uh, ban trans people from using the bathroom that matches their gender identity. Um, don't know if we'll see that bill come back. Um, the longer they don't, the better. So, you know, I'm perfectly happy that none of those bills have been introduced at this point in the session, but I fully expect that some of them will. And then, you know, we're also watching on things like book bans. 
Uh, so uh, there was a bill introduced that um, doesn't certainly doesn't go as far as some of the um, book bans that we've seen in other states, but that, that kind of starts to operate in that space and to, um, uh, you know, try to regulate what books uh, are and aren't on the shelves. And obviously, you know, we want libraries, especially school libraries, to have age appropriate materials. Uh, there's nobody who I think disagrees with that. Um, but, uh, you know, it's also important to be able to talk about uh, things like uh, sexual sexuality and gender identity uh, in an age appropriate way and to have materials that represent diverse families. And as soon as you start to see people uh, wanting to regulate books from a certain moral perspective, there's a concern that it, it ends up trying to ban LGBT books. Okay. Um... I also wanted to ask, is there any new legislation that you're maybe considering introducing to, um, I guess, protect the LGBTQ community or kind of address the related issues with the community? Uh, the biggest new legislation that we want to work on is related to uh, updating official documents uh, that I mentioned earlier, um, making sure that we don't have that surgery requirement and that um, it's a relatively easy and private process for people to update their name and their gender markers on their driver's license, state ID, birth certificate, uh, things of that nature. Um, we've also, we continue to tweak our bills as we move forward and find different areas uh, that need to be addressed. So uh, one of the things that that has taken on increased importance is making sure that student groups uh, are protected, uh, GSAs or other uh, similar student groups that, that meet, uh, and making sure that our schools are required to treat those groups the same as any other student group. Um, and so we're, we're updating our comprehensive non-discrimination bill uh, to make sure that it explicitly references groups like that uh, to make sure that LGBTQ students uh, have a safe space to, to meet at school and, and to um, support each other. Okay, well, I think that's all the questions I have. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. All right, Kate, thanks for that interview. If our listeners want to read more about Wisconsin capital issues, they can head over to our website at wispolitics.com. But for now, I'm Adam Kelnhofer. I'm Kate Morton. Thanks for tuning in to Wispolitics Capital Chats, brought to you by Spectrum.